planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is Jasmine Devil Driver. This is Odorous from Water. Listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. And we're back on Rabbit Noise. That was Evil Twin from Anthrax's latest album for all kings. And joining us on the program now is the one and only Scott Ian. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Good, dude. Good. It's uh, excellent to be talking to you, man. Well, uh, as a long-time Anthrax fan, I've got to say this album is everything I'd hoped for, and uh, it's definitely well worth the wait. And all the reviews have been amazing so far, and it hasn't even dropped yet. I mean, that must be amazing for you guys to to know that it's it's going to be uh, a big hit. I don't know that. <laughs> if I had a if I had a, you know if I had a crystal ball, that would make my life a lot easier, but. You know, we are very happy about people's reactions to the record. Um, you know, all we could ever hope is that people will give us a chance to listen to an album and let alone really, you know, uh, feel what we did. And uh, it really feels like people are hearing the record kind of the same way I hear it, you know, and they're really connecting with it. So uh, that obviously makes us feel, uh, it makes us feel great. It, it is a winner, man. I, I've been really, really digging it. Um, and I think it comes out on the 26th, I believe. I think everyone's just going to lose that shit, man. Yeah. You're on to a winner, man. Especially Good there's the, uh, Charlie put, just put up a video of the blue vinyl version. That looks amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw some pictures of the vinyl that's coming out and they, they all look great. Um, and I definitely, I highly recommend the vinyl. It's for me, it's, you know, that's what I grew up with. So. Uh, I'm very pleased the fact that vinyl has kind of come back in such a big way. Uh, I, I love that. It's about the presentation too, man. Like, I think that's a bit of a lost art. Um, and with vinyl, you can definitely do that, not just chuck it in a plastic sort of case and put it out there. You can put a little bit more effort into it. And this, I love how, like, the case comes out and, it, you know, the artwork's behind the, the logo and then you open it up and, and the vinyl itself, the the print of the blue vinyl. I think he called it like Jaws or something. It looks, it looks unreal, man. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, and you've seen it, right? You've obviously seen it. I'm not spoiling it for you already. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. One of the things that uh, drew me to the band initially was that uh, I was a young metalhead who was also into comics, and I found you know you guys relatable in that sense. And uh, you know, this was at a time before it was you know acceptable to be a nerd in public. So, uh, you know, now it's just, it just seems like it's the norm. Do you think you guys have had some kind of hand in that in the early days, especially for your fans? Um, I, I mean, I don't know that it was ever unacceptable. We were just in the comics. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, and I, I just think for us back then in the 80s, you know, we were just being ourselves. So anything that we were into and anything we were a part of was always going to come out somehow, some way through our music or in interviews or photo shoots or whatever, because we were the same people on stage and off stage. That's just who we are. It's who we've always been. Um, Lemmy taught us that, you know, 
Lemmy was Lemmy on stage and off stage. And we always felt, well, we could be the same way. Why do mm. I, why do I have to get dressed up in a leather costume, be in a metal band? I could just go on stage with my shorts and a t-shirt and I could ride my skateboard and I could read comics and let people know this is what I do. Everybody knew Lemmy read World War II books, <laughs> you know, uh, Every, everybody knew that I read comic books. I just, I always felt like I could just be myself in the band. And uh, so if that had any type of influence on people, then that's great. Whatever, you know, uh, uh, um, I just think whatever you're doing in life, you should be yourself. You should just be happy with what you're, you're doing. And that's all we ever did. That's awesome, man. I guess I should have worded the question a little bit better, but it's, that's what I was trying to say. Don't worry. Don't that's worry. what I was trying to say was, uh, you know, that's the positive influence that Anthrax has had on my life. Right on. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, you actually wrote a few issues of Lobo, and news recently broke that Danny Trejo was keen to play Lobo on the big screen uh, as well. What do you think of that? Uh, is he? Or that was just a rumor. I don't know. I think he's, I, I don't know. I read that he's keen. I think it'd be yeah, awesome. I, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that there's a movie being made. Anyway, maybe there is. I, I don't know, but uh, I think Danny Trejo would be amazing. <laughs> I think so too. I, I, I'd like to think it was true. I mean, I said the same thing about Deadpool. I thought, oh, it's not happening. They get our hopes up now. Look at it. Right, right. We're a week away. So, ah, oh, man, I'd like. Yeah, to... I mean, if they were ever, to, if they were ever to do a Lobo movie, I can only hope that uh, they do it like what they're doing with Deadpool where it's, it's not for kids. You know, they need to make, if they're going to do Lobo. They need to do it right. And that's an R rated film for sure. It's, it's a lot easier for them to do these days. It's, it's, it's taken a little bit more seriously, which is something that I like, you know, so you never know. Right. Right. Like Daredevil, the new Daredevil yep. series is unreal. Super violent. I love it. Oh, it's great. It was great. So was Jessica Jones. It was awesome. I'm only a couple episodes into Jessica Jones. I've got to catch up with that. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> everyone keeps telling me I gotta, yeah, I gotta do it, man. I, I could imagine your your personal collection would be pretty epic. Yeah, you know, what's the what's the one piece in your possession that you'd say like is your pride and joy? Your comic collection or uh, memorabilia or anything like that? Because you you you'd be still collecting, right? Not so much. No, I'm not much of a collector. But I I I, I don't like stuff all over my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm the op. I'm the opposite of a hoarder. I don't know. I've got some cool guitars, like signature models that were signed by people. Like I've got a Gene, one of Gene Simmons' actual, like on stage played act bases that he signed to me. That's pretty awesome. I've got a couple of guitars that Eddie Van Halen signed for me, like Eddie Van Halen models. So some stuff like that would be pretty. You know, I think that stuff's pretty cool. That's unreal, man. Do you have it all hung up on your walls and stuff like that so you can... Uh, the Gene Simmons bass is on a stand in, in our office and uh, one of the Eddie guitars is hanging up, yeah. Oh, that's unreal, man. Well, uh, you know, this year, you know, as we were saying before, is going to be a pretty uh, epic year for Marvel and DC with, you know, Deadpool out next week and Batman v Superman next month. What, what are you looking forward to the most and, and what do you who do you think is going to come out on top? Um... I'm actually looking forward to season two of Daredevil the most. Um, I actually like the TV series uh, better than the movies. I'm not really a big fan of the big, these giant movies that Marvel and DC do. Uh, I I find myself disappointed most of the time. Whereas the TV shows, whether it be Daredevil on the Marvel side or 
uh, Jessica Jones on the Marvel side, or I just started watching the, the Flash um, uh, series. I, I find the series far superior than the movies they make because they have a time to tell a story. Mm. Whereas in a movie, in a movie, I feel like it's just two, it's two and a half hours of shit blowing up, and there <laughs> really isn't much story being told outside of outside of some of the X Men movies, which I love, like X Men Two. And X-Men, the Days of Future Past, I, I thought were both amazing comic book movies. I, and I, I have high hopes for X-Men Apocalypse. And those aren't made by Marvel. Those, you know, X-Men is outside of the Marvel studio mm. thing. So I don't know, man. I, 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 um, I go see the Marvel movies, but, I, you know, I just, I can't say there's one that, like, blows me away. Not like, not like the TV stuff. Daredevil, to me, destroys any movie they've ever made. <laughs> I agree. I actually agree. I think it's unreal, man. And, uh, you know, they're bringing the Punisher in now. So, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, Burnfall. Something Burnfall. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that, man. John. John. John Burnfall. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you've, I mean, you've obviously, uh, had a part in, in The Walking Dead as well. You did some, uh, extra work and stuff. Yeah. Well, a part. I was, I was a, a walker for, eight seconds in a scene, but yeah, I was in it. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing that I got to do that. Do you want to do more, more acting and stuff like that? I don't, it's not something I'm acting. I'm not actively out there pursuing anything. No, no. <laughs> something like the walking dead thing happened. It just happened. And, and, uh, I was able to go do it. Cause I, like I have a web series called Bloodworks where I, I go and I hang out with effects people and, um, because I'm friends with Greg Nicotero, who's an executive producer on Walking Dead, that whole thing got to happen. It wasn't like I was out there trying to make that happen. That's that's awesome, man. Well, with uh, you know, Anthrax, of course. You know, are you, are you drawing influence from uh, a lot of these new new shows and and stuff like that? Like Game of Thrones, you had a track on the Game Game of Thrones soundtrack as well. I mean, how's that? How's that influence you with your writing? I don't know. I don't know that it does. Other than the song that I specifically wrote. Or the Game of Thrones thing, lyrically. Uh, there's nothing on the album about Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't write a song. I didn't write a song about Daredevil. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it does. Look, everything I see, everything I read, everything I hear, it's in my brain. So somehow, some way, it might come out in a lyric. But uh, I, I didn't consciously go in and write anything about any any of the TV shows or movies I've seen in the last few years. What, what, I mean, what, when you sit down to write, I mean, what do you, how do you find that space? Do you just sit in the studio at home and, and write a riff, or, or do you just wait for things to come to you? Like, do you have a routine for writing? Uh, no, I just, when, I, when I'm writing music, uh, I, just, I just, if I happen to play something on the guitar that I think sounds good, I will record it into my phone. It's, like that's all I do. I never sit around and try and write riffs. I don't sit around and try and crap riffs. Really, mm. uh, I'll pick up a guitar and sometimes I'll just have an idea and I'll play it. And then if a week later I still think that idea is good, maybe I'll work on it. But uh, and when it comes to lyrics, it, I just I get ideas. I write ideas down all the time. I'm always writing down ideas. I keep a list of ideas and song title ideas. And, um, and, uh, when it comes time, when I've got a bunch of music, when the band arranges, you know, songs, I start trying to put the ideas to the music. Uh, you know, the music will generally tell me what kind of 
idea that song should be. I, I can't explain it. It's not something I could actually talk about because there is no rhyme or reason or formula to it. It just works in my brain. Well, whatever it's doing, it's it's doing good. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Uh, I heard you guys uh, write like 20 songs for the album as well. Uh, were any of those see the light of day in future? Or? No, we didn't. We didn't write 20 songs. We recorded 14 songs, two of which we didn't finish. So uh, there's 11 on the record you've heard, and Japan has one bonus track. Oh, cool. How, how does that come about? With Is it you just submit it to the label, and then they'll get where those, like, say, that bonus tracks go or anything like that? or No, for some reason, Japan always just gets the bonus track. It's crazy. I mean, almost all my Japanese CDs that I've collected over the years is always bonus tracks. They get lucky like that. <laughs> I think it just, I think it goes back to just, Ages ago, in the 70s probably, where the Japanese labels were getting killed by imports into Japan. So I guess they felt like if they could get a bonus track, that would help them sell copies domestically. Uh, I didn't know that, man. Oh, there you go, man. That's awesome. Well, man, I've seen you live a few times over the years, and I'm really hoping to see you guys again in the future. So, you know, you know, I want to take my eldest daughter along to see you guys. Her first gig was last year to see Judas Priest and Dragon Force. I mean, and that was that was a pretty cool. special moment for us, man. You know, and and I'd love to to show her you guys. You know, live. I mean, have you got plans to tour here again soon? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's, it's in the plans. I don't know when, but uh, yes, we'll absolutely be uh back to australia at some point on this record for sure oh that's awesome man yeah i mean you you're a dad now yourself too hey so is he showing a bit of an interest in music as well oh uh, yeah he, he's already playing drums and he loves he just he loves being out on tour he, yeah he he seems way into it and do you think that uh you know being a dad now you know has that changed you as you know getting out there and as a touring musician the way you view the world and things like that yeah, <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I've got a son. I've got a responsibility that's bigger than me. So yeah, that that changes everything. Man, uh, is is your house filled with the Wiggles? Do you guys have the Wiggles over there? No, he's he's a, he likes rock music. He doesn't like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes he actually he actually likes rock music. Like uh, he was into a thing called Yo Gabba Gabba. For a while, which is a much cooler version of the Wiggles. It's a kid show, but it's it, it's actually good with good songs. So that, that kind of set him off, I think, from the beginning. That and the fact that you know he's growing up in a house where he's just surrounded by music all the time. That's 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 a good way to do it. I mean, Yo Gabba Gabba is pretty cool. We've got we've got that here, but I've got a I've got a toddler at the moment, oh, cool. so she's just obsessed obsessed with the Wiggles. But she'll come into my room, she'll pick up a guitar, and you know she'll uh, you know bash away at it i guess you got those special ones too right right those you know all those collectibles you'd, you'd want to keep away but i guess he'd probably know being four he'd, he'd know you know to be gentle right yeah look i'm never gonna i'm never going to tell him what to listen to or not listen to it's up to him you know i let him make his own decisions if i if you try and force something on your kids they're only naturally just going to rebel against it so i just I, we let him make his own choices that's awesome. And, and you take him on tour? Did you say that before? You, you take him when you travel? Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been coming out to shows since he's three years old. That's unreal. He must have such a good... Because everyone... I he, mean, sorry, three... Sorry, sorry. He's been, since he's three months old. Not three years old. Since he's three months old. Oh, man, he'd be winning over all the, all the ladies backstage. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's pretty popular backstage. <laughs> That's unreal, man. Well, uh, dude, we're going to go to uh, the track Breathing Lightning now. Look, thanks so much for hanging tonight, and uh, I hope you and the boys have uh, such a great 2016. Oh, cheers, man. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout-out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business. And uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 